are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. And per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me on YouTube at Coos Ballroom. You can find me over on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over at Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. Like I've been letting you guys know, last week I dropped an article about Sekou Dumboya. Soon we're going to be having an article coming about Sadiq Bey, some improvements that I think he needs to make. Uh, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. If you haven't checked out the Sekou article, make sure you guys go read that. It definitely, I, I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it, so I think you guys will enjoy it. But on today's podcast, we have Bryce from Motor City Hoops back on the podcast again. Bryce, how are you doing today? I'm good, Koo, man. And again, I know you, you. we talked about it last time. I took some time. I read that article, watched the videos. It's a great breakdown on Sekou, very unbiased. So I just want to plug that again. Go go check that out. Look out for his Sadiq Bay one. Koo does great work. But a bigger question, Koo, I know you're the host. I don't mean to ask questions, but are you going to Vegas Summer League or not? I want to know. Okay, so... This is uh, well. Let me go ahead and say hello, Megan, because my fiance, <laughs> my fiance's name is Megan. She's gonna be listening to this in the morning before I wake up. She goes to work at like she goes to work at like six, seven o'clock in the morning. So I'll be asleep, and she always listens to the podcast while I'm asleep when she wakes up. And I haven't told her this yet. Oh, and shoot, I, my I, bad. No, 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 I, no. This is actually a fun way to introduce this, introduce this to her because she's probably gonna come in here and wake me up. Don't <laughs> hate me, Megan. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm thinking about going to summer league uh, because of Kate and everything. I started thinking about I'm like you know, she's been really wanting to go on a trip. She's been yeah. really wanting to like go somewhere. And Las Vegas is pretty cool, I'm assuming. And obviously, having Kate there, even if it's only one two games or just be able to cover the Pistons and have that under my belt, kind of put that on my resume, like be able to say I did that. That'd be kind of dope to do. And like I said, Las Vegas is pretty dope. So I've kind of been looking through it throughout today, uh, seeing if like we could afford it, if I can save up for it, et cetera. So I don't know yet. I can't give you yes or no yet. Obviously, I have to talk to Megan about it first. Uh, but before, I, I kind of want to. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm scared of planes. I hate going on planes. I've only went once to Miami. And I was terrified the entire time, but Cade coming to the business might make me go. Uh, go to Las Vegas for that. Megan, I'm telling you, I know it's early in the morning right now and we're surprising you, but it'll be worth it. Okay. My wife and I made a deal. <laughs> this is what we're doing. She's going to Vegas. She's going to go kick it by herself, do her thing. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to watch Cade Cunningham. I already bought a ticket to all the games, but obviously I'm there for the Pistons mostly. So Megan, this is a win-win for you and Koo. So um, don't hate me for bringing this up, but I think you should take him up on this. <laughs> Absolutely. So the only thing is, is that we have our wedding and honeymoon next year. So we're saving up for that. So I don't know I, if we will I, fit it in there, but I definitely going to want to, but um, okay. So real quick, let's get back into obviously the biggest news of the week and what's causing us to even talk about going to Las Vegas. The yes, Pistons sir. won the lottery. Bryce, You've seen my reaction of what happened. You saw me freaking out. You, uh, everyone's seen the video of me going crazy. 
I need to know because last time we did the podcast with you was the, the day of the lottery, and you said that you were going to be uh, coaching your football team's uh, scrimmage. So take us through your reaction, how you found out, uh, what what you were feeling, like how that all went. Yeah, so it, it was actually basketball. I was coaching basketball. Coaching this basketball. I do my coach, no, no, no. I do coach football as well. But so I was at the basketball scrimmage. And I, I took your advice. So I had my wife who was at our little kids. We have a six-year-old and a five-year-old. He, she was at their baseball games. She actually watched the lottery on her phone for me. And she was texting me the results as it came out. And as soon as the games got over, she had lined it out 14 to five. And then she stopped. And I texted her. I was like, babe, what is going on? Like, like I need to know because obviously the Pistons hadn't come up yet. And she just texted me back, commercial. <laughs> so... <laughs> and then she finished it off. And then my, I'm sure yours did. All Pistons fans did. My phone blew up. You know, like you said, there was no way I wasn't going to find out. Even people out here in Kansas, we went through that on the last podcast where I live, um, were texting me about it. Pistons got number one. People on Twitter congratulating us, you know. So, um, you know, my phone blew up, like I said, just like everybody else's. So I was, I was pumped, Koo. Like, I put on this front like I thought we were going to get number one, but I don't know that deep down I really believed we were going to. Yeah, I I didn't believe it either. I'm, I'm going to keep it a book. I, I tried to throw all kinds of positive energy all throughout the day. I, I didn't try to use any negative energy, but I, I did not think it was actually going to happen. All I was hoping for legit was just top three. Literally, that's all I wanted was simply top three. And, Man, I know I talked about this in the last podcast, but I'm sure all of us are just as still excited. So you guys are going to still love to hear this. But you know, Bryce, I was I, I was watching the lottery on my um, on the phone because Megan was FaceTiming yeah, me yeah. and showing me the screen because I was on that stream. So I'm literally watching it. And if you guys go back and watch the stream, this is my favorite part. If you guys go back and watch the stream, because my my camera was kind of messing up, like freezing a little bit. I didn't have my Ethernet cord, and I, I was stupid. I didn't have it in. So. I, you see my reaction when I find out we have top four and then you see it when I, we get three, I put my hands in my head. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I lean in closer. I put my hand over my, over my mouth and <laughs> I'm watching it on the phone and you see my eyebrows are just perfectly fine. Like we're just sitting there. I'm, I'm looking down I'm intense. And then as soon as I see the Rockets uh, logo pop up, you see my eyeballs just raise up and my screen freezes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, it's, so, so it was literally that night is going to be an, an amazing moment in Pistons history. I had to get your thoughts on it and we had to talk about it again because I still think that all of us are like still, oh my God, it happened. Like it's going to be like for, especially for this younger generation, you guys, if you guys listened to the podcast last week, I had Keith Black on here. He's a, He's a basketball historian, Pistons fan, knows everything about the NBA history. And he talked about how the Pistons had never moved up with their own pick. They hadn't got a first, one, uh, first overall pick in 51 years. So he was talking about how he had already went through all this and how he doesn't expect much. He was talking about on Twitter that he's more happy for all the younger generation that's really only been able to experience this past 11 years of just struggle and to finally have this type of moment happen. So I, 100% this is going to be a top moment for a lot of us around my age and this generation, or even not even just my generation, just anyone that's fans of the Pistons, this is going to be a huge moment that they're going to remember. But coming up it's, later in the actually, go ahead, go ahead, Bryce. My fault. No, I was just going to say because we talked a little bit how I haven't been, you know, I, I haven't been a part of this for as long as everybody else, and so it was amazing. Like it really was cool. Like in all seriousness, to see your emotion, to see everybody else's emotion, like. 
people were so excited about it. And like, that's what's great about sports. And I know maybe people who aren't as into sports don't get it, but it is really cool. It's really special. So it was amazing to see that because you could just see so many years of, I, I, I don't know if, it's, if heartbreak is the right word or disappointment or whatever it is, like just come off people's shoulders. And so it, it really was a special moment, a special night. And it was awesome to see, I, you know, as excited as I was and as emotional as I was about it, I can't imagine what it's been for like literally lifelong fans, people who grew up in Detroit and in Michigan, living and dying with this team from the start. Absolutely, man. I can speak for myself. It was just, it, it was, it's a top moment. It, it just really is. It's a, it's a top moment. So when we come back, better. well, go ahead. What'd you say? I was just going to say, it's just going to keep getting better. It's just going to get better and better. Absolutely. Hopefully. Hopefully so. <laughs> hopefully. But w- when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things I experienced today already in Metro Detroit. Some of the things I've seen from fans. I went uh, hooping today. Me and Bryce were just talking about this, but I went hooping today. I want to tell you guys about some of the things I'm already seeing amongst people in Detroit and just the vibe that's going on uh, in Detroit. And then also we're going to talk about something that I've been asked already a few times by some of you guys. I'm not going to spoil it yet, but it has something to do with this first overall pick. You guys probably know where I'm going with it, and we'll talk about that last. But before we get there, let me tell you guys about this week's Michelob Ultra Moment of the Week. It, it was a tough choice for me, but th- today is June 23rd, so I, we were recording this on June 23rd, and this was right after the Hawks and Bucks game. So my Michelob Ultra Moment of the Week has to be Trey Young going off like he did today. I did not think that the Hawks were going to steal game one. He looked like he was having a ton of fun out there, enjoying himself out there. It was a good back and forth between him and Giannis. Giannis dropped 34, 12, and 9. But Trey Young just was hard to stop, man. He had 48 points, a career playoff high. That might be even a career high for him in, in general. I'm not sure. I, I, I didn't look that up. But he has 48, 11 assists, 7 rebounds as the Hawks take the 116-113 win over the Bucks in Milwaukee. Milwaukee was undefeated at home before this. So it was a, fun, a ton of fun to watch. I had a lot of just overall fun watching this game. You could see the joy on Trey Young's face, his dad in the crowd. It was just an incredible moment, especially the, honestly, if I had to pick just one play from the game, it 100% is the lob off the backboard to John Collins. That was just filthy. That was crazy. And yeah, man, this game from Trey Young is your guys' Michelob Ultra moment of the week. Okay, Bryce. So we're going to talk about, I know you probably can't speak to this, but I wanted to, because you're over in Kansas, obviously, but I wanted to just talk about this and you can give your thoughts about everything you're hearing. But man, listen, so I, I live in Clinton Township. It's considered Metro Detroit. I, I believe people will probably just call it like the suburbs of Detroit. It's like, it, it's, it's Clinton Township, it's own city, but it's Metro Detroit. Like we're like 10 to 15 minutes away from Detroit. Um, so I live around here and I know a bunch of people, everything. So we went to Hoop today. And obviously you guys have already seen it on Twitter of all the Pistons fans like being so happy and everyone was just like the mood was just amazing. But the 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 energy and the vibe that I got at this gym was like something that I hadn't seen. I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't know when I've ever seen it. Maybe when they traded for Blake, but I was still in high – actually, I was a fresh, uh, coming out of high school. I was a freshman in college. And I don't know, I didn't really mess with as many people back then, so I didn't get to – I don't know. Maybe people were like that when they traded for Blake. But when I got to this gym, I don't ever hear no one talk about the Pistons. No one really mentions them. No one's really like that excited about them. Uh, if, if any Detroit sports team gets brought up, it's usually the Lions, at least from what I, I've experienced. It's usually the Lions that get talked about. But, man, today I walk in the gym 
first thing I hear, I literally hear someone scream randomly Detroit basketball. So I'm, I'm sure they were already having a conversation and someone was like happy screaming Detroit basketball. Then, you know, after uh, I ended up hooping today with – this is a humble brag, I guess. But uh, I ended up hooping today with the corner uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sean Murphy Bunting. I went to high school with him. He was a high school friend. I was teammates with him throughout high school basketball. Uh, so he came up to hoop today. And we went to go hoop together. So he brought. We had a bunch of our old high school friends, our old high school teammates, come up to hoop together. And man, listen, this is we're talking about like graduation class from 2014 to 2017. All came up together to hoop, and everyone was talking about the Pistons. Literally, I'm sitting down the side drinking drinking water. Like, man, you see the Pistons won this lottery. Man, finally things are looking up for us. I can't wait. We love it. The people you had people saying we're going to cry. <laughs> One of my old high school teammates, uh, my old varsity basketball teammate, he he was like, "We got to have a draft party." Like the entire city of Detroit just got to have a draft party so we can all just like react together. Like, and I was like, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know if we should really have a draft party because we already know what the selection is going to be. Like we know, like there's no speculation really. I I don't think so. We like know what's going to happen. He's like, "Nah, man, like we're we're going to cry." I don't care if we already know what's going when it actually happens. Detroit has been needing this, and we finally got this. When this happens, we're going to cry as a city. This is going to be amazing. And, man, listen, it, it was amazing to be able to have those type of conversations and see, like, the pure, like, not even just happiness, but, like, intrigue and interest everyone had in the Pistons now, how happy everyone felt, how, like, I don't even know how to really explain the energy going on. I had never been, like, I've lived here almost my whole life. I lived in Tennessee for, like, three years, but outside that, I've lived here my whole life. I've never seen like so many people so jubilated and just like interested in the Pistons. It was crazy. And it was, it was fun to see. Another person after that started screaming Detroit basketball. You had a bunch of people arguing about, Oh, it, should we get Cade or Jalen green? And then everyone was like, man, we're getting Cade, man. This Cade is the guy where he's about to save us, man. We're going to be back in the playoffs soon. We're, we're finally looking up. Here we come. Blah, blah. Like it was, it was crazy, man. It's fun. It, it was it was fun to be around. I just, it is what it is. It was, it was incredibly fun to be around. I can't, I can't imagine what it's like everywhere else in Detroit and around as well. Yeah. I mean, that's what sports do though. Ku. Like whether people like it or not, believe it or not, whether it's right or not, sports galvanize communities. They raise communities up. We've seen it in all sorts of instances and scenarios and times throughout, like even just American history, but like for specific cities all of that stuff, like, and then even down to a smaller, like I come from a very small town, very small communities, and the sports are what brings people together. Friday night football games, Friday night basketball games, you know, those type of things, you know, the state tournament teams. And then, you know, obviously this is much larger scale. Like I'm not there to be a part of it, but I know what you're talking about. And you can see the Pistons community on Twitter, like even today, like for the most part, it's all positive and we're juiced and you know, we, we feel good about ourselves. Like we're probably have our chest puffed out a little bit because we were on sports center and we were 20, uh, um, tr- trending, excuse me on Twitter. So again, whether it's right or wrong or good or bad or whatever, sports have that impact on people's lives. And I think it's awesome. Sports was a huge part of my life, obviously huge part of your life. And so, um, it's fun whenever you're on this side of it. Yeah, man. It just, just another thing, just to give you another example. Like there are some people there that like, we're talking about how, Oh, we're not so high on Killian Hayes. We're not so high on, Oh, we don't know if he can be the guy. And I was like, you know, let's just give him another year, blah, blah. And he, before that, all the talk about Killian Hayes I had seen was like from outside, like of Twitter. Anytime I go like a hoop somewhere, someone talk about Killian Hayes. It was, it was negative talk. But even after they said that, they're like, man, I hope so. Hopefully, 
hopefully he looks good next year, man. I, I really think we're coming on. The, we're on the come up, man. Hopefully he's there. I'm really rooting for him, man. We're gonna get this first pick. We're gonna turn things around. Hopefully he's a part of it. Like it's it's I, I'm it's hard to explain like how like positive and happy everybody is. Like I said, if I went to a hoop session like a week ago and had this talk with somebody, everyone would have been dogging Killian Hayes. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, everyone hates everyone hated Killian Hayes from what I've seen so far. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not trying to. I know there's many people who like Killian Hayes on Twitter, but like when I go to hoop sessions, a lot of times they're not really cool with the guy who passes a lot and, and is struggling right now to score. They think he sucks. That's basically how it goes in hoop sessions. So if I go last week, they're not this positive about him. But this week, everyone was just it, – it's an incredible feeling in Detroit right now and everywhere surrounding and everywhere just packed with Pistons fans. It's an incredible feeling, full of positive energy, and I'm happy that Pistons fans, including myself and Bryce, finally get to – have like some kind of like I don't, I mean the only word I can think of is positive energy that, yep. moving forward yep. with this team now I know I keep repeating myself but that's really what it is it's just finally some positive energy with this team and I, I don't mean to be negative here but I, as we talk about this coup and I started to think about this today like as you know like I think yesterday last night was just complete like just joy you know and then you today you wake up and you're excited and then you start to really think about Cade Cunningham and the fit and this and that like there is one thing where I'm like this is putting a lot of pressure on Cade Cunningham you know like like we're talking about all this and we're talking about it all surround and I know there's other pieces as well but there's going to be a lot of pressure on that young man's shoulders and I do hope I do hope that as Pistons fans we're patient with him you know if if you and I sit out there for the first summer league on that Sunday in August and he doesn't play well and people are watching on TV. Like, I hope we don't go, Oh my gosh, you know, and it just completely flips. Or if he struggles opening night when we're probably going to be on ESPN or TNT. So like, there's going to be a lot of pressure on the young man. I think he's going to live up to it. I have no doubt that he's going to live up to it, but I do think we need to like be a little bit patient and I can't help, but be, you know, just feel for him a little bit. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of weight on his shoulders already. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that actually in this final segment and also talk about some of the questions you guys have been sending me and about will the Pistons, is there any chance the Pistons don't take Cade Cunningham at number one? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we get to that, let me tell you about a few of our sponsors. First one is Rock Auto. If you ever need a part for your car, head to the store, go through a ton of confusing questioning just for one of the workers to tell you they don't have the part that you're looking for. I know I have. That's why you should avoid these problems and rock with another one of our sponsors, rockauto.com. Find whatever part you're looking for on your computer or in your hand by using rockauto.com. Don't worry about having to create an account or making a membership. Just head over to rockauto.com and start shopping. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest, most reliable prices. Head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box, they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. And then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, Bet online AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan. And if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there was one problem I constantly ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA and MLB are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, Bet Online has you covered there too. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, and make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, 
your online sportsbook experts. So, Bryce, you were kind of talking about the pressure that's on Cade if he gets indeed gets drafted by the Pistons, which we'll also talk about that a little bit later on. But I've seen some things from uh, from Cade Cunningham ever since the Pistons won the lottery, which I believe has just been a little bit over 24 hours now uh, when mm-hmm. we're recording this podcast. So the first thing I saw from him was when the Pistons won the lottery on Instagram, his whole click, I don't know if it was family or friends, I don't know what it is, but his whole click, they were live on Instagram all celebrating, saying, you're going to Detroit, man, we going to Detroit. And he said, we about to turn Detroit up. So that's <laughs> one thing he said. And, and hey, he's, he's <laughs> Pistons fans are, are, are loving that. And then also, he was on the J.J. Reddick's, I forget what podcast that was, uh, that J.J. Reddick does. But he was on that podcast, and J.J. Reddick said to him, Hey, if you get drafted by the first, if you actually do go first overall pick, you're probably not going to be in the playoffs next year. You're probably going to be at home watching. And he said back to, he said back to JJ Reddick, like, man, nah, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. You're going to have to invite me back in a year from now when we actually make the playoffs because that that's not happening. I promise you that. So, Bryce, there is a lot of pressure on him, but from what everything I've seen from him in just these short 24 hours and all these things I'm reading about him recently since the Pistons won this lottery. It seems like that he's a kind of dude that not only has pressure on, but he's like putting pressure on himself, like doing it himself, and actually like wants the pressure. Like he's one of those dudes who he does. You know what? If if the kids are listening, cover your ears. I'm sorry, but Kate Cunningham's walking around from what I've seen. He sounds like a badass. Basically, he's he walks around. He thinks he's the bleep. He he knows yeah. he's the bleep, and he he <laughs> he wants all the smoke. So what do you think about that? The things I told you. No, I, I completely agree. And you know what? That's the dude we want. Like, you want to hear that guy talking that way. And maybe for some people, um, they don't like the quote-unquote arrogance or whatever. But I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand, Ku. You have to have that mentality. You have to have guys who, when they walk on the floor, they think they're the best players on the court, no matter whether it's LeBron James on the other team or Kawhi Leonard. or We're seeing it right now with Trey Young. You brought up Trey Young, and he was incredible in game one against the Bucks. And I did look it up. Okay, His, his career high is 50, so he was just two points short of having a career high the four, of the 48. But, like, you can see it. He wants the smoke. He's playing to the crowd, and he's, you know, talking trash and all that. That's what you have to have. Not everybody can be Kawhi who's just stone-faced killer like that the way he does it. Most guys have to have that swagger and that confidence. And so I love that mentality. I love that's who he is. And it gives me even more faith that he's going to be the guy that's the franchise changer for the Detroit Pistons. I mean, there was another thing I saw as well on Twitter that he had said apparently that he wants all the smoke with all of them. He said – he mentioned them by name. He said LeBron, Steph, KD – I want to play all of them. I want to go face-to-face with all of them. And then he went on to say, I hope I go against Kawhi Leonard and I hope he's guarding me because I want to go against him. So he's <laughs> he hasn't even been drafted yet. And he's, he's he, once again, cover the ears, kids. But this dude's a badass. It just is what it is. That's the, this is what he's carrying himself like. And I, when he becomes a Piston, it's, it's going to be fun to have a guy like that on your team who just knows he's the he's the ish and plays like the ish. That's that's going to be something crazy. Him, Troy Weaver, are also a match made in heaven. So back on March 22nd, Pete Thamel uh, tweeted out, Cade Cunningham on his 6-for-20 shooting night. I I was always taught, shoot until the clip is empty. And I remember whenever I saw that tweet, I was like, 
match made in heaven because Troy Weaver's always going to empty the clip. So you know that's his guy. So I love it. Like it's it's all lining up exactly the way it should, Koo. Absolutely is. So I guess now we have to talk about some of these questions that are raising up some of the, I guess you could call it negativity. Eventually we're going to get here, but it wasn't going to be positive all the time, all off season, I guess. But I guess we got to talk about this real quick because it's it's. I'm starting to see more and more of it on in the Pistons community. So Bryce, just real quick, yes or no, before I even get into this, just give me a yes or no. Is there any chance the Pistons don't take Cade first overall? Chance? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I think there's a chance. Like, I don't think it's great, but yeah, like, I, I don't think it's a hundred percent lock. Okay, so I've said, <laughs> I've said, there's no way in hell that they don't get, they don't <laughs> take this back, Kay Cunningham. And, and I guess that part of that may be emotion, but man, if they don't get Kay Cunningham, I'd be furious. But so, what's raising this question is obviously now. I tweeted this. I tweeted out and said, listen. This is Troy Weaver just being Troy Weaver. He's not going to tip his hand even with the first overall pick. Sure. He's not going to say what he's going to do. He's not. He's like he's not going to reveal that to everybody. He's just he's he's going to keep the smoke screen. I know I had some, there were some people on Twitter like, how do you even put a smoke screen when you have the first overall pick? Listen, this guy's not going to tip what he's going to do. He's it, it, no matter what it is, he's just not going to say that. He's going to keep it ambiguous out there. And so, he should. But, yeah, absolutely. So Rod Beard, I'm sure other beat writers tweet this out, but also he he tweeted out a quote. Uh, from Troy River. I see actually Bryce right here tweeted right underneath. I see his uh, reply. But uh, he says, they asked him on the possibility of trading the number one pick. He says, yes, that's an option. All right. So add on to that. Uh, you go back a few weeks. Troy River said there wasn't just one franchise altering guy. There's five. There's a lot of talent up there that they're going to have to look at. Then fast forward to yesterday, he echoes that same sentiment. He's like, okay, well, we, we're going to have a lot of work to do. We got to look at a lot of these young men who are really good and decide who we're going to get, blah, blah. Basically, he has yet to, and I don't really expect him to, obviously, but he has yet to come out and say, yeah, you know, Cade's our guy. We're going to get Cade. And this has a lot of fans already tweeting at me. I had a few DM me and say, are the Pistons not going to get Cade? Did we for real get this number one pick? We're not going to get Cade. You know how hurt and mad I'm going to be? And I was like, listen, it's not. I don't think this is going to happen. I really don't see how the, in living hell they don't get Cade, but I'll talk about it on the podcast. So, Bryce, tell me, give me, I'm going to ask you two questions. One, is there any way the Pistons keep the number one pick and they go with somebody else outside of Cade? And who would you think would be that person if they did do that? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you believe it, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. And second, do you believe there's any trade that like could ever be offered to the Pistons to make them say, hey, we're going to give up this number one pick? Okay, so to answer the the, the guy I believe you could see that Troy Weaver fell in love with would fall in love with. I, and I don't I want to I don't believe this to be true. Like I think Cade's the guy. I think Troy Weaver's going to think Cade's the guy. Like I think it's going to be Cade. But it wouldn't be a complete crazy shock. Like what if Weaver just sees something in in Mobley that he thinks he's the better prospect. So then if he could trade out of one to I don't know. He'd have to be sure whether he trades to two or three. He'd have to make sure that Mobley wasn't going to go at two. But like, I could see something along that along those lines. If he just if he just knows Mobley, and like, I think Troy Weaver has shown that we should trust his talent evaluation. Now, again, I think at the end of the day, Cade Cunningham is the the, the cream of the crop, and 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 will rise there, and that's who the pick will be. But maybe Weaver finds something in one of those other guys he likes. Outside of that which I don't think is going to happen, but could. 
I find it hard to believe there's any realistic trade involving the number one pick with a current player in the NBA, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, I know Damian Lillard's the, the one that keeps getting thrown around a lot. I hate to say this as much as I love Damian Lillard. I don't love that idea. Um, and it has a lot to do with contract and age and some of that stuff. So I don't think they're like, obviously the Mavs aren't going to trade the number one Luca for the number one pick, you know? So I don't think there's a realistic trade outside of if he's just trading back to, because he falls in love with Mobley or something. So this, this, I kind of hit on these thoughts a little bit on yesterday's podcast uh, after the Pistons won the lottery. And I, I echo the, these again today. Uh, so one, I don't see, and living hell how the Pistons trade trade this pick because, like you said, with a lot of contracts and ages with some of the players that probably would get offered, that's one. Two, the Pistons, I, and I mentioned this yesterday, it's probably going to be something we continue to talk about a lot throughout the offseason, but the Pistons were able to skip a step by getting Jeremy Grant, someone who figuratively could be your, your second or third guy on the contending team. They also have some good picks with Killian Hayes, Isaiah Stewart, and Sadiq Bey. They also have picked up a, a ton of young guys and uh, good guys off for cheap. Diallo, Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody right now. I, I'm not Seku. Seku's on a nice oh, yeah, contract. Seku. Yeah, that Seku as well. So the Pistons have, and they have, like I, like me and Bryce have mentioned many times, they have this treasure chest of assets that he's slowly trying to build up that I believe he could probably go try and make a trade in, in like two years from now to really like push all the chips in. But they need the guy. And this mm-hmm. number one pick is where you get the guy. They that this is what the Pistons have been missing for decades is the guy, and they have the guy sitting there for them right now at the top of the pick. So even like I've seen some people say, "What if OKC comes and offers like five first round picks to you?" Um, I still no. I I, I don't right. see why you would consider that because OKC they can give you these top these top five or these uh, five first round picks, but one you don't know where these first round picks are going to be at. Two, you don't know what players are going to be available at these picks in these future years. You don't know the caliber of the player that you'll be able to pick from. And three, knowing the player that you have in front of you is better than – I feel like some people – I don't want like – I feel like the picks get overrated a little bit. Like I understand completely the value of picks, and I definitely would like picks if you can get picks. Like you obviously like them. But they're, I think they're really overrated when – especially when you have the player in front of you. Like you know the player you can get right here. You have the you have the top pick in the draft. You know you you get to pick anybody you want. You know the player you want here. In the future drafts, with trading for future picks, you don't know the type of player you'll be able to get. You don't know if they're going to be great. You don't know where you'll be selecting. So I don't get why the Pistons would give that up when they need the guy and they have the guy sitting right in front of them. They don't know if they'd be able to get one of those first-round picks to get the guy in the future. We don't know anything about that. So I think it would be really dumb to trade it. That's one. What? And then oh, go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. I was just, no, to say, right. like, just to build on that real quick was we already have plenty of good players, like solid players, number two option, number three option, role player off the bench, Isaiah Stewart, Plumlee, Sekou that fills certain roles. We don't need any more of those guys. Like that's why I don't think we're going to end up picking three second rounders. I don't think there's room on the roster for them anyway. So that plays right into your point. We don't need five first round picks. We need what we have right now, a number one pick to get a franchise guy. Absolutely. So that, that that's one point. And then the second point, listen. Let me let me let me get actually you know what? Let me get closer to the mic real quick. Listen. <laughs> if the Pistons got this number one pick and do not pick Kay Cunningham, I, I don't know what I'll do. Listen, I, I, I know that there's plenty of people that love Mobley. I know there's plenty of people that love Jalen Green. 
But if the Pistons got this number one pick and do not take Kay Cunningham, I, I don't know if I'll ever feel as much hatred and anger towards the Pistons that I felt in my life of being a fan of them. We did not win this lottery. We did not win this damn lottery to get number one pick and fade for Kate all season to have him right there and finally win this just to take someone we could have got if we fell to three. I'm I'm telling you right now, I will be so angry. And I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't see – I literally do not buy anything Troy Reaver saying. This is the kind of thing he does. This is what all GMs do. Um, it just is what it is. What it is. This is what happens. They're not going to just tip their cap, even if you have the number one overall pick. Like, obviously, you can't throw a smoke screen up because no one's picking ahead of you. But this is just what they do. So I don't believe anything he's saying about that. I think he knows damn well that Cade Cunningham is the guy. He knows damn well that he is going to be the selection there. Cade has made it already known that the only team that he's working out with is the Detroit yeah. Pistons. So that, it's, that kind of that ruined the smoke screen right there. The Cade saying that. Yeah. So it, I, listen, and I know one of you guys messaged me and said that James on their podcast over there mentioned that he thinks Cade's the guy, but he won't say it's completely a hundred percent. He thinks that's who they'll draft, but it's not completely a hundred percent. Listen, listen. So I'm, I'm, I'm not. Obviously, he probably has some sources that I don't have. Obviously, but Cade's the guy, dude. They're going to draft Cade Cunningham. I refuse to believe – I don't see a reason not to draft Cade. Everyone knows he's like the guy in this draft. Everyone knows this. So there's no way that Troy River doesn't do this. And this is why I'll say Bryce to end it off and I'll let you go. Um, if This is the one worry I have about Troy Reaver. And this was brought up by one of my friends. Uh, you guys may know him, Joe Truck. A, a few – like a year – whenever they hired Troy River, like a year and a half ago now or a year ago, um, when they hired him, this is my one worry, worry about him after some of his moves. His moves ended up being great, and they all paid off, absolutely. But this is something that I've had – that I have a worry about going forward. Is that's, that is that I'm worried that Troy River may have, like, I'm the smartest guy in the room kind of thing. I want to prove I'm the smartest guy in the room. That's the one worry I have about the future. His moves have all paid off, but at the time, all everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? He proved to be the smartest guy in the room then. But that's it worked then. But that's something I'm really worried about. That if he he may not have this, maybe I'm, we could all just be wrong. We could all just been wrong last year, and he was obviously right. But if he has that type of oh, I'm the smartest guy in the room here. Everyone wants to go this way. I'm a zigzag this way and just do this because I know better. And you guys are all wrong. I know smarter than you. And he takes someone else just to, because of that kind of like attitude he has. Then I listen. I'll be so angry. But. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's the case. I, Kay Cunningham has become a Detroit Piston. I don't want to hear nothing else about him. Go ahead, <laughs> No, that I, I what you said right there at the end coup is why I won't say it's a hundred percent Cade Cunningham because I do, and we just talked about it with Cade Cunningham as a player. And I think you know, general managers, front office guys have to have that. Now it can get them in trouble at times because sometimes I think their belief and confidence in themselves as talent evaluators ends up becoming, I'm going to prove that I know better than this guy or that guy. And then they end up seeing something that's not actually there. So I don't think that's Troy Weaver. I don't think that's going to happen, but we've seen people overthink these things before, right? So that's why that's the only reason I think Cade's the pick. I think Cade should be the pick. Cade Cunningham is a perfect fit in Detroit, even with Killian Hayes. I don't know if we're going to get into that today or another time for anybody who has worries about that. All I'm saying is I I could see a scenario play where he falls in love with Evan Mobley 
and that ends up being where he goes. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just saying it. I think it's possible. Okay, so I'll ask this last question for you. Uh, obviously, I'm not that too big as of, of a draft guy. I know you've said you're not that huge of a draft guy, but you're you're way more you're way more into it than I am. That that should say something about how I am with college hoops and everything. But so obviously, we've had the picks, the number one picks, like LeBron, clear cut. Everyone knew he was picked. Zion, everyone knew he was picked. Anthony Davis, everyone knew he was picked. Uh, before this draft, before the Pistons got this pick, I felt like that Kate Cunningham was was on their level of. Maybe not talent, but like clear, like everyone knows he's first overall pick. Like he's obvious number one overall pick. Is he that type of prospect where like he, he doesn't have to be on LeBron's level? He doesn't have to be Anthony Davis or LeBron. I'm not saying asking that. I'm asking, do you believe he's like that type of dude where he's like, yeah, that's that's the number one pick. The real draft starts at number two. Do you think that's how it should be? And that's what it really yeah. is? Yes. In my opinion, if if we did this tiers, not just ranking players one, two, three, tier one is Cade Cunningham by himself. Tier two is Mobley and maybe Jalen Green and Jalen Suggs. Like it, everybody has that one a little bit different. Like some people have like Mobley in tier two, then Suggs and Green tier three, or maybe Green is up there with Mobley and then Suggs is in tier three by himself. But everything I've seen, everything I believe, Cade Cunningham is in tier one. He's not He's not prospect number one. He's not player number one, Koo. He is tier one, and there's no uh, nobody else in that tier. There's no 1A and 1B. It is Cade Cunningham at the top by himself. Yeah, so I can, that's what I've believed for like the past year, everything I've read about it, everything. like I haven't done the scouting myself or anything like that. I, I rely on the people who are professionals in it. So I, everything I've read, everything I've seen, it's been – I've been fed that Kay Cunningham is, like, on that level of, like, you know, he's the number one pick. He is, like, we all know it, and then it drafts after that. Like, just like LeBron was, just like AD was, just like Zion was, there wasn't no controversy about who was going number one. I feel like Piston fans, I guess maybe Troy Reaver supporting us a little bit by trolling. I think that's what he's doing. I think he's trolling. But I really don't think there really should be any controversy here about who should be our number one pick. Everyone knows it's Cade. Everyone believes it should be Cade. He is the guy. Don't worry, Pistons fans. It's going to happen. I, the only like Bryce said, and like I mentioned, the only way I could ever see the Pistons not getting uh, K Cunningham is if Troy Reaver had that "I'm the smartest guy in the room" syndrome, where he's like, "Listen, I'm just going to do this and swing, do this thing just to prove everybody else I'm smarter than them. I can make it work just like this to try to pop himself up." But I don't think that's what he's going to do. I don't think he's that type of dude. He's not going to do it. And don't worry, K's going to become a Detroit Piston. Uh, Bryce, yes, is there anything else you need to you want to talk about real quick? No, no, that was like you say. I mean, I, I I'm glad we dove into that, and like I said, I, I'm with you on that. Like I, I feel very similar. It's kind of funny as you were talking about that. That's where I was going to go with it as well with Troy Weaver. Um, and again, I think Cade should be the the, the pick. I think he's going to be the pick, and uh, Troy Weaver's going to get it right. And man, it's going to be fun times in in Detroit. Cade Cunningham's going to fit in right right along with Killian Hayes in that starting lineup and be the franchise guy that this this uh, organization needs. Absolutely. So whenever we have Bryce on again, whether that be tomorrow or the next day, whenever we have him back on again, I'm going to ask him to come on probably tomorrow. I don't know if he can or not. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay, so if he comes on tomorrow, we'll talk about his fit with Cade that Bryce brought up. We'll talk about it. does he fit with Cade, Cade Cunningham? Does he fit with uh, – not Cade. Does Kate Cunningham fit with Killian Hayes? My fault. Um, does he fit with this roster? 
Uh, obviously above the fact that he's just like the guy, so it doesn't really matter about fit, but we'll dive into fit there because I know there's a lot of people talking about whether he can mesh with Killian Hayes. I have no worries about it. Uh, Bryce also, I think, has said that he doesn't have really any worries about it, nope. but we can dive into that a little bit more uh, tomorrow. And also we can talk about some of the things that we really like about Kay Cunningham, some of the things we've seen about him, some of the things I've read about him, some of the – like. Obviously, like I've mentioned, we've talked about multiple times on here, he's the guy, but there's some things about him that you may like more than other parts of his game, obviously. So we'll yeah. talk about that I, as well tomorrow. Yeah, what do you say? Piece, I, I think there's a part of his game that goes overlooked because another part of his game is so good. So um, make sure you come back tomorrow to hear that. And real quick, before you shut it down, Koo, big shout out to Jeremy Grant making the USA team. Oh, yes. Thank you. I completely forgot about that because we were talking about Cade. Okay, yeah. Real quick, to end the podcast, Jeremy Grant made the USA team. Now, this is another thing that I heard at the hoop session. Everyone was like, look at this. We get the number one overall pick. Now we're getting representation in the USA team. Like, this is just – this is a great time to be a Detroit Pistons fan. Uh, Bryce, what do you think this – what do you think this does for Pistons fans to not only win the first overall pick, but then the next day to have Jeremy Grant be on the USA team? And what do you think this means for Jeremy himself? Yeah, I mean, this is huge for Jeremy Grant, right? I mean, somebody tweeted out, what, you know, 12 months ago, he was a quote-unquote role player for the Denver Nuggets. Now he was the number one option on a Pistons team. I know we struggled, but I think a lot of people will admit, like, there's a lot of non-Pistons fans, even on just on Twitter, who know this organization is going in the right direction. And he's a big part of that. You know, now he's on the, the U.S. Olympic team. I think he's going to get some run, too, not just in blowouts, but I look through that roster. I think there's some minutes for him. Um, with that team, especially if he can catch and shoot and knock down, um, you know, those open shots. So I think it's just awesome. And, and again, you said it, it's just big time for the Pistons because we're on the national stage and the national news. Um, you know, they're going to talk about Jeremy Grant at the Olympics. Like it's just, it's just awesome for Pistons, the organization, everybody involved with the organization. And it's awesome for Jeremy Grant, man, like great for that dude to, to bet on himself and, you know, maybe go out of his comfort zone, but want to go find and become the best player possible. And I'm sure this experience will just make him even better. Yeah, man, that, that's where I want to talk about. Like this man, Jeremy Grant, went from being absolutely ridiculed and destroyed for signing this contract with the Pistons, leaving the Nuggets, was told he can't do it. He has doesn't have the skills to do it. Came out and was pretty damn good with it for the Pistons this year. Proved a lot of people wrong. Uh, it was just fantastic with the Pistons. And then to go into the summer and now get an invite to be on the USA team. Obviously, it was because James Harden withdrew. But either way, it doesn't matter. He's one of the guys they picked. Once, like if you last year, you wouldn't be thinking, "Oh, Jeremy Grant's going to be no. who they ask if James Harden withdrew uh, from the USA team." That's not you're not thinking that. So I'm I'm just so happy for Jeremy. This is like it's just great for him. And I mean, that's all I really got to say on it, man. It's just. It's it's great for him, man. I, I'm so happy for him. And then, actually, there is one other thing I can say about it. I kind of hit on it on yesterday's podcast and talked about it today with everyone at the gym. Uh, this is uh, Troy Reaver's a genius for so far. He's been an absolute genius with some of the things he's doing because he's building this culture. Like you can already see this culture developing with the Pistons. You have a team, a player on the USA team. You have you're building this team from the ground up. You've been constantly telling about how this team has a history we're restoring not rebuilding this is a restore you're getting a bunch of players who want to play here you have you were able to draw a free agent like jeremy grant who at the time didn't seem like it was that big of a free agent but it has turned out to be 
And now you got the number one overall pick coming here. You have to prove to him. And I said this yesterday, Bryce. I guess we can talk about this tomorrow and get your opinion on it because I want I don't want to make this podcast last too long while I'll wrap this up. But 100%, the Pistons are already on the clock with Cade. They're yeah. already on the clock. You can see what's happening with New Orleans already with Anthony Davis and then Zion Williamson. You already like the Pistons are 100% on the clock already. They have Luka to prove to him. Dallas, Dallas is on the clock yes. with Luca. Yep, already with Luca, even with them making the playoffs the last two years. So, and it's only his third year. So, I mean, you're already on the clock if you're the Pistons. So, proving to him that you can build a team, that you have a good culture, that this is a place he wants to be, players want to be, a good front office with good relationships and everything. So, with him being able to look over in Detroit and be like, hey, look at this Troy River guy, really has a good relationship with this team. Uh, this team plays with a lot of swagger. Uh, they, they have like, there's good relations across the board. Oh, and they even have a player on the on the USA team. Look at that. And then it's just there's so many things that they already have going good for them to show Cade that makes him believe in this team. And then I have no doubt that this is going to even stack pile moving forward, uh, trying to convince Cade and every not even just Cade, but the entire United States that watches the Pistons, everyone in this in the NBA, all 30 teams that. The Pistons are here. We're coming back, and you better watch out for us. I, I That's coming, and I I want to end it with I'm just so happy for Jeremy Grandpa. Just, that, that's amazing for him. He's getting paid, and he's about to win a gold medal. It's yep. it's going to be great for him. He's had an awesome journey from high school through college, kind of a role player, played second fiddle, third fiddle, everything, and it's nice to see him get some individual shine. He's not a selfish player. I'm sure he didn't need it. I think he came to Detroit because he wanted to, we know why he came to Detroit, you know, black city, black coach, black GM, but also I wanted to, I think he wanted a, an organization, a team where he could expand his game and see what he could become. And I just love that he's getting some of these individual, um, you know, not accolades. I know he finished second in MIP, but um, just recognition. So it's, it's awesome for Jeremy. Congrats. Yep, and today on the road to the on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and only two point six carbs and ninety five calories. We can all enjoy the game a little bit more this season. And like I said, the Hawks won tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks, but I do have the Bucks winning the next four. You guys can quote me on that. So if it doesn't happen, you guys can come back and come at me for it. Hawks but, in seven. Oh God. Okay, there you go, Bryce. Go out on a limb real quick, but. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank you, Bryce, for coming on. Always a fun to talk to you with about the Pistons. And it sounds like you'll be back on tomorrow. So looking forward to it. Everyone, yes, make sure you guys go follow Bryce on Twitter at Motor City Hoops. Bryce, if there's anything else you want to plug, go ahead right now. Nah, just Motor City Hoops. Give us a follow. Appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Stay tuned for tomorrow's episode and hear everything we have already teased in this episode. Kay Cunningham is going to be Detroit Piston. I'm probably going to say that every podcast moving forward until he actually becomes a Detroit Piston. And Enjoy the rest of your guys' day. Peace out, everybody.